Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Pearl Jam with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Hey, listen, there's a wind advisory. We are all going to get blown away. I like that. Uh, they're expecting winds up to 55 miles an hour today. Plus, there's a lot of rain that continues uh, into tonight. And uh, tomorrow, uh, some more winds, too. This wind advisory is going on until tomorrow morning at 7 o'clock. Monsoon season. It's going to be crazy. It's lovely in New England this time of year. Uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports is going to be joining us. we got some other things coming up today, too. And if you're listening to the podcast, it's all brought to you by Marcotte Ford. They got your back for sales, service, parts, and rentals. Marcotte Ford in Holyoke. And there's other stuff. Uh, maybe. Maybe there's other stuff. 535 at Rock 102. Listen for snow. Somehow you still care about what's happening in Hollywood. So from Tinseltown, 3,000 miles away, it's Steve Nagel's Hollywood Trash. Well, this is incredibly sad. Gary Sinise's son, Mac, died last month after battling a rare form of cancer. He's only 33 years old. Yeah, I saw that yesterday. Very uh, sad. Gary called his son, quote, an incredible inspiration to those who knew and loved him, and he faced his battle with uh, grace, courage, and love. Even with one setback after another, he never stopped living and learning, creating, and giving and loving. He loved all of our family. Uh, thank you, Mac. You did it. Resurrection and revival will live on, and so will you in our hearts forever. That's uh, That sucks. That really does. He's a he's a good guy too. He does a lot, a lot for, for like veterans, veterans and stuff. Veterans and stuff like that, and uh, an incredible actor as well. Uh, with some of the things that I've seen him in, he's also a theater owner. That's how he makes his living. He doesn't act as much as he used to. Yeah, he owns like uh, like theaters. Oh wow! Not like movie theaters, like you know, like acting theaters. Pretty interesting uh, yeah. background on the guy, but that's a that's a horrible tragedy. Uh, Dre DeMatteo says she lost everything because she refused to get the COVID vaccine. At one point, she had $10 in the bank, was on the verge of losing her home. No, she lost everything because she talked to the feds. Yeah. And that's when Syl went out there yeah. in the woods and popped her right in the hat. Yeah. Uh, Chrissy's in the hospital. we got to go up and uh, go see what's going on with him. You know, if she hadn't talked to the feds, Christopher yeah. wouldn't have had to go down to the basement with Tony and tell him what happened. And she'd yeah. still be alive today. Well, OnlyFans came to the rescue. She says, quote, it saved us. OnlyFans saved my life 100%. I can't believe I'm saying that, but it really did save us. Just five minutes after she posted her first risque photos, Dre had dug herself out of a financial hole, and she's not sorry about it at all. Quote, anybody that wants to condemn me and put me down, go for it. I just hope you never find yourself in the position I was in to take care of two little kids. I'm all for her doing whatever she needs to do to get back on her feet. And yeah. if that means I got to sign up for an OnlyFans uh, uh, subscription, I'll do it. Just to help. That would that would have been a good plot line to The Sopranos. Like, oh, uh, yeah. Why are you been. acting weird? Why well, don't want to get the vaccine? Yo, just get the shot, okay? We can't get back to normal if you don't do this. Yeah, that's the problem with the mob. That's what really kind of uh, you know, hurt them the last couple of years, the whole vaccination thing. You know, uh, well, yeah, you know some capos wanted the, yeah. wanted the shot. Uh, some, you know, the consigliaries didn't. Yeah, the, mob, the mob's got some business to take care of, and you can't conduct business if nobody's vaccinated. You have any idea how difficult it is to socially distance when you're looking to beat somebody over the knees with a tire iron? Hey, blue eyes, six feet apart, okay? And then, you know, and then they come into their personal space and then they shoot them. 
Yeah, uh, that's that's how well, Polly Walnuts going crazy over there. Rubbing hand sanitizer yeah. all over the tracksuits. Uh, yeah. Oh, hey, oh, oh hey, hey, oh, hey, oh. oh. Uh, Drew Barrymore's Playboy spread came back to haunt her when one of her daughters recently brought it up. Yeah, boy. In a conversation with Christina Aguilera, she said, "Quote: My daughter wants to wear a crop top. I will say no, and she'll go. You were on the cover of Playboy. You know, it's really uh, mm-hmm. you can't." You're going to have a big battle with that. I always wondered, you know, what happened to uh, all the ladies of Hustler as they grew up? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, at least Playboy. I mean, they were airbrushed, classy photos. Yeah. But in a, a magazine like a Hustler. Did, did wait, what, the, what do they say around the, the, the kitchen table to those ladies? Did you ever, like, know anybody that was in, like, a pornographic film? Like, like you know, legally, <laughs> not in a pornographic film. Yeah, but certainly uh, have posed uh, naked in magazines. Yeah, I don't know. She's not, she's got an uphill battle here. Oh, I know. Listen, Chris- I don't judge. Christina defended Drew's cover and said she was just expressing and empowering herself at the time. Drew agreed and said that she loved every minute of it, especially cashing the check. She was uh, 19 years old for the January 1995 issue. Drew shares uh, five, uh, shares daughters Olive and Frankie with her ex-husband. They're 11 and mm. 9. Uh, you can see Drew Playboy's pics online still. Uh, there aren't many kids shows more popular than Peppa Pig. You know Peppa Pig? I'm aware of it. But is that a good thing? Not everyone thinks so. Peppa is kind of a brat. and Some of her young fans are following her example. One parent now catches their son saying, Ew, yuck, when presented with food he doesn't want. He'll also snap, You're not my friend anymore, when he gets mad. Mm. And one time he told his friend that he had, quote, a big tummy. Those are all uh, things uh, the boy learned from Peppa. Yeah. As one parenting coach puts it, Peppa is rude and impatient, and the show teaches kids that this is who she is and that, and, and, and that the whole thing is okay. Another critic of the show say Peppa acts the way any child might act, but she isn't taught that it's unkind. Not surprisingly, a Hasbro executive who oversees the franchise doesn't agree. He says, quote, Peppa has a natural, authentic reactions to the world and has the ability to express how she feels. Some parents may see it as too direct or rude. We see it as self-assertive and self-confident. Okay. Yeah, because you're try. making lots of money off the uh, the Peppa Pig thing. Yeah, but if you're a parent and your kid's mouthing off to you because they don't want to eat and uh, they think your belly's big, I remember you uh, need to look at other TV shows. The Family Guy, when Joe had to go to Peppa Pig's parents' house and tell them that Peppa died in a car accident. <laughs> you're going to want to sit down for this. <laughs> that was a pretty dark episode, That's a actually. very yeah. dark. J-Lo's short film, This Is Me Now, that came out earlier this month, could have had a drastically different list of celebrity cameos. In her new documentary, The Greatest Love Story Never Told, J-Lo revealed some names that passed on the opportunity, like Taylor Swift and Ariana Grande. Also, Jason Momoa, Jennifer Coolidge, Lizzo, Vanessa Hudgens, Snoop Dogg, Khloe Kardashian, SZA, Bad Bunny, and actor Anthony Ramos, because he's good friends with her ex, Mark Antony. So, uh, who did she book? She got Jane Fonda, Trevor Noah, Kiki Palmer, Post Malone, and Neil deGrasse Tyson. Wow. Man, That's... you had all those A-listers, and now you went with the second string. <laughs> this is what you were left with. Yeah. 
Who are you? Who are you? The New England Patriots uh, going with the uh, the second string, trying to make things better? I don't think so. Uh, Kim Kardashian showed up to a soccer field with her all star kid. You know, yeah, well, she must have something to say. Oh my God! The last time I played on the field was when Ray J nailed me to the boards during a game of tonsil hockey, and that sex tape you can purchase on YouPorn for thirty nine ninety five. It's puck uh, with an S. Yes, yeah. right. Uh, Caitlin? Well, I never got that done and dirty with your mother, Chris Kim, but we watched an, uh, another good movie night. First, it was E.T., The Extra Testicle by Steven Spielberg. <laughs> then we turned to a comedy, Turner and Cooch with Tom Yanks. Oh, God. Uh, what are you trying to say? What I'm trying to say is we arrived at the end of the night with a good thriller of I Know What You Did Up the Bummer. <laughs> That was a classic. Yes. That was right after we watched Cream. <laughs> Do you have a cream mask? That'll scare anybody. I don't have one. Is Cream 3 out yet? I don't know. I, yeah. don't know. I don't know. We got to go to Blockbuster with a C. And that's your Hollywood <laughs> trash on Rock 102. Ah! State of panic over the idea of drunken throngs of college students storming basketball courts. Leave it to the college students to ignore the warnings, threats, and potential ramifications of causing problems anyway. Earlier this week, I reported about the kids from Wake Forest storming the court after beating Duke over the weekend and inadvertently injuring a Duke player. Also spoke about LSU getting slapped by the $100,000 fine after their fans rushed the court after beating Kentucky. With all this conversation about how to put a stop to this obnoxious and potentially dangerous behavior, congratulations to the kids of the University of Texas for looking at other options. Last night during the game between the Texas Longhorns and the Texas Tech Red Raiders in Lubbock, Texas, Longhorn, fan, Longhorn fans decided that a great way of expressing themselves was not through the replication of what happened at Wake Forest. These students instead decided to manifest their aggressive and belligerent behavior by tossing water bottles onto the court while officials were busy reviewing a flagrant foul from the previous play. Now, I know there's a difference between throwing objects onto the field of play and mowing people down in a crowded basketball court. However, I must applaud these kids for at least getting their aggression out of the way before the end of regulation. Causing a ruckus before the final buzzer shows that perhaps they are heeding the warnings of the national outcry that things have got to change. Now, having been hit, by airborne beverages receptacles many times over the years, I can tell you it is no dance in the park. But at least they're not plowing into the court, even though they easily beat Texas Tech 81-69. Now here's a fun fact. The total cost of attending the Te University of Texas is more than $33,000 less than it is to send your kid to a private college like Wake Forest, which suggests to me that the more you pay for your kid to go to college, the dumber they appear. Certainly was the case back when I went to college, and it appears to be that way today. But hey, enough of my yappings. What's brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Rocky's has put on a little bit of weight, especially in their inventories. Rocky's is trimming down with a big, fat clearance. Save 40% on Carhartt workwear, 25% on Yeti drinkware, plus power tools, hand tools, 50, 60, up to 70% off. It is a big clearance going on right now at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Do big name dealerships have your back? No. Does Marcotte Ford and Holyoke? Yes. 
Why? Because they're a community-based Ford dealership that cares. And you'll see why when you walk through the door. Have a seat in the Lug Nuts Cafe and discuss your dream with a member of the Marcotte team. You'll hear everything you want, selection, service, which means the start of a relationship with peace of mind for the life of your vehicle. Marcotte thanks the community for having their back, and they're ready to have yours. Marcotte Ford, 1025 Main Street, Holyoke. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Credence with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be a wet one today, giggity. Uh, going to be raining all day long. And then tonight, around 7 o'clock, there's a high wind advisory in effect until 7 o'clock tomorrow night. Could see wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour. So batten down the hatches. I don't it's, even have hatches out right now. I know. And then it's going to get freaking cold. It's going to be uh, like 30 tomorrow. For yeah, it's like, a, it's like a 20 degree drop. That's you know well, that's no. when you get your colds and uh, your flus. Well, and then Friday will be a lovely 45 and then uh, back into the 50s on Saturday. Hmm. Ah, I love New England. Yeah, no, yeah it's right. great this time of year. It's awesome. Yeah. So what's up? Well, uh, let's see. Uh, I, I can tell you uh, I can tell you this. We got Mike Quincy coming up today. Yeah. Uh, we haven't talked to Mike in a while, which is good. We got uh, someone from the uh, Bikers Against Child Abuse that's coming up uh, the, later on. And uh, tomorrow is a Thunderbird Thursday. Uh, okay. Yeah. That's what's. Uh, but today, we got I, Mike Quincy. I mean, that's, 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 that's about it. Um, here's something interesting. For all the uh, concerns about AI, one thing that we all have to remember is this. It doesn't take a lot of effort to make it seem like there's a lot of effort, right? Yes. There was something called Willie's Chocolate Experience that was supposed to happen in Scotland last week. It's $45 per person, and it was advertised as an immersive walkthrough experience that made you feel like you were in Willy Wonka's factory. Really? Yeah. How cool would that be? The uh, images they used to promote it looked lush with lighting and design, like something you'd see at Disney, but those were just apparently AI images. When parents and children actually arrived, it was almost uh, it was mostly an empty warehouse with a few props sitting around that looked like stuff from parade floats. Really? Yeah. So, like, if you had, like, licked the wallpaper, yeah. or, like, the raspberries didn't taste like raspberries, and the strawberries didn't taste like strawberries. Tastes like schnozberries. didn't no. taste like schnozberries. What's a schnozberry? <laughs> uh, when, so, the experience was less than 10 minutes long and didn't feature any candy, let alone any decor or immersive interaction. One person uh, gave this review. Underwhelming was an understatement. Embarrassing doesn't even cut it. I paid for Willy Wonka and got Billy Bonkers. <laughs> Some people didn't even get that. Apparently, there was so much backlash that the organizers pulled the plug on the whole thing, put up a cardboard sign that said event canceled. Uh, oh, gee, I kind of experienced that before. Some uh, parents were even concerned enough to call police. Not just because they felt defrauded, but because they were worried about it being safe. Mm -hmm. Organizers apologized and blamed the disaster on a holographic technology not arriving on time. They promised to give out refunds. As for the police, it's unclear if they played a role in getting the event shut down or if it had already been closed. It's probably a good thing that the organizers are offering refunds because they probably could have gotten in a lot of more trouble over this whole mess. Well, what a, what a disappointment that must be. Yeah, you, know, you, you see it on, like, uh, like, the Yelp reviews. Yeah. Oh, like, where do you see this? It's the most incredible thing. This is, this is a wonderful thing for families. And then yeah. you go there, and it's awful. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've, I've had an experience like this before. And it was um, when, when my late wife and I got married, we, we went on a honeymoon 
down to Colonial Williamsburg. Right. Because nothing says romance better than Colonial America. Totally agree right? with you. Very romantic. You, know, you can uh, you can do uh, you can go get crazy and do missionary if you're if you're really into it. Yes. Uh, so we were we were down there. And have you ever been to Williamsburg, Virginia? Uh, I don't believe I have. It's kind of like it, it's it's more elaborate, but it's it's kind of like that Plymouth uh, Plymouth Plant, plant, plant plantation. Yeah, but or, it's not called plantation anymore. It's called something else because Plymouth Village, something like something that. like that. Um, it's like a like old Sturbridge. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a lot. That's yeah, lot it's that kind of thing where everybody dresses up and pretends they're from the time. Yeah, and, and spends you know. way too much in the gift shop. So uh, you know, we're looking at all these tour. We wanted to go on a ghost tour, you know, because that's kind of fun. You get to hear all the the tales and everything of of uh, of what went on in yeah. Williamsburg. Uh, but you know, you were looking at like thirty to fifty dollars, depending on any number of these these ghost tours, right? Okay. So then on our uh, the timeshare thing we were staying at has this sign up on the wall that says ghost tours $10. Wow. Right? Yes. So like 10 bucks. Oh, that's yeah. pretty good. That's like that's very cost effective. So then uh, the the instructions were to meet at the underpass by Colonial Way like before the entrance to the you know the village mm-hmm. of, of of where Colonial Williamsburg was. And uh, we meet up with, I don't know, probably maybe 10 or 15 other people who are at this thing. And there's this woman who's got, uh, it was kind of like the Jay Peterman tour. She gave everybody crackers. Everybody had a, had a, had a pack of um, those Lance peanut butter cheese crackers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Right? She hands those out to everybody, and mm-hmm. everybody gets a bottle of water, which was like a generic bottle of water. And then uh, we're going to go on this walking tour, which is apparently 45 minutes long. Well, this woman was, you know, she come up and she starts talking like to everybody, everybody follow me. You're going to follow me down to under, under the thing and we're going to go into. And then she changes her voice. Welcome to oh my Colonial God. Williamsburg. So you got a nutcase driving you <laughs> through this thing. You got a nutcase, and it was like it was one of the most in, uninformative, boring tours. And and the thing is, she's walking around this village in between the actual tour that was like mm-hmm. thirty to fifty dollars that these people are walking around at night with lanterns and all that stuff. Here I am sitting there with my Lance peanut butter cheese crackers <laughs> and my water, going, "Wait a minute, I want the I want the nightsticks like those people have." And uh, it was just, uh, we wound up sneaking out. She looks at me, she's like, do you really want to keep doing this? And I said, absolutely not. <laughs> so we uh, we, snuck, we, we, we we lost them, and then we went over to the bar and had yeah. martinis. Probably a better idea. Yeah, that was the way to do it. Years ago, um, this company had a condo in uh, Longboat Key, Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't even know if they have it because it's never been offered to anybody at the station for years. Yeah. But occasionally, you know, if you worked here long enough, you were rewarded with a like a couple of day stay at the at the company uh, condo. Well, listen, I'm going on 19 years. Nobody's ever offered that to me. So. Dude, it took me well over, I don't know, 15, 16, 20 years in this company before it was my turn to get get to it. So we went and, uh, you, you know, you, you're looking for I mean, it's not. It's not Disney. It's not. Uh, it's not Daytona. It's not Miami Beach. It's a nice part of Florida, but you know, there's not a whole lot to do. So we decided. Well, let's uh, 
Let's kind of uh, you know look at what TripAdvisor says about the area, what we should do. Well, we found something in Tarpon Springs, Florida mm. that had a five-star review, a couple of five-star reviews. Yeah. And we thought, we're here with the kids. This is going to be a lot of fun. Let's go. We went to the Sponge-O-Rama Sponge Factory. Shut the front door. The world-famous Sponge Factory, the world's largest selection of natural sponges from the sea, from the ocean. Ooh. You know, my kids were SpongeBob fans, so they're really excited. Can't wait to see all the the sponges. So we go, right? And uh, I got to tell you, there were sponges as far as the eye can see. Baskets and baskets of sponges. Some sponges were carved into like little figurines. And when my kids were looking at it, the woman who was running this place came over to the aisle where we were in and screamed at my kids to not touch the sponges. But 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 they're cute. Yeah. Now, yeah. the the real coup de grace of this whole thing is if you were want to pay a few bucks extra, yeah, you could go through the sponge museum in the Spongerama Sponge Factory. So you know, we're on vacation, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm a little loose with the cash. Oh, yeah, you're splurging big time. And I'm saying, listen, this place has got a sponge museum. Listen, when do you ever get a chance to go see through a museum of sponges? Listen, kids, I was going to take you out to a Ruth Chris Steakhouse tonight, but I decided to spend all our money at Spongerama. Yeah, so I chipped in for all of us to go into the sponge museum. Mm-hmm. It was the filthiest, <laughs> grossest, most disgusting. If someone had taken one of those sponges, soaked them in water, maybe washed the walls down yeah, or gotten yeah. rid of some of the cobwebs inside the sponge-filled dioramas, then yeah, maybe yeah. this would have been a slightly moderately interesting thing for the kids. But I got to tell you, I almost I almost felt like I was cheated out of that five bucks. I think you were cheated out of that five bucks. And the only reason I didn't ask for my money back is I... There was some historical understanding about sponges that I never knew. And I was like, wow, my family has learned so much about sponges. Anybody want to go get lunch now? We we could start a museum of our own here. We, we could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got, I'll believe, I got plenty of old artifacts in the office that I haven't yet thrown away. Listen, they're talking about knocking this building down and building something new. Let's keep the building and keep it as a memory. Well, we'll have the, it's called the, uh, the mold memory down here. <laughs> Oh, come and see all the the prehistoric mold yeah. that was growing in the basement. Well, you know, like just like certain areas of Graceland, you're not yeah. allowed to go into. Yeah, that's what we should do. We should you know, you know cordon off the basement so no one can see how awful it is downstairs here. Yeah, and then put a bunch of crazy crap on the wall and call it the Rock 102 Museum. I got all kinds of stuff from 29 years ago. You wouldn't even believe. Man, we got fossils, too. There's plenty of fossils around here that we could reconstruct uh, some of the old DJs that were. I'm here. one of them. Are you? <laughs> I'm one of the old fossils of this place. What, didn't you see the Ross, uh, the Boss McDonald Saurus uh, Rex yes. up there? God, uh, God bless his soul. Well, that's, how, that's what we do. Yeah. We put you on display. <laughs> that's what it's all about. It's 623 on Rock 102. Men, this is Dale for North... It's uh, 625 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's going to be uh, rainy today. Uh, very rainy. Lots of rain. Tons of rain. A high of 54. And then a wind advisor will be in effect tonight from 7 p.m. until 7 p.m. tomorrow night with wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour. It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. This week on Baxi's Musical Podcast, my guest is uh, Jack Grisham from the band TSOL. they got a brand new album out, their 12th album. 
called Asi Graffiti. It came out uh, yesterday. Uh, we talk about that. We talk about the documentary on the band called Ignore Heroes and a lot of other great stuff. It's a pretty good interview. Next week, and I'm not going to say who we got, but let's just say it's a uh, Massachusetts-based uh, artist uh, and uh, a lot of fun. Hilarious interview coming up next week. Uh, brought to you by Metro Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram. You'll find all those interviews on uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. Uh, cool. You want to laugh? Yeah, sure. All right. Yeah, right now. It's Bax and Nagel's joke of the day. I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown. I amuse you. On Rock 102. I make you laugh? Springfield's <laughs> classic rock. Why didn't TLC ever become nurses? I don't know. Why didn't TLC ever become nurses? Because they don't want no scrubs. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That? Yeah, no, no, I get that. Because Scrub is a guy that can't get no love from me. Yeah. Hanging on the passenger side. Yeah, of yeah. Best friend's ride. Yeah. Trying to holler at me. Oh, yeah. They don't want no scrubs. They want no scrubs. Yeah. 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 Wow. Good. I Good gotta, joke. I got to pick up better ones. Bax and Nagel in the morning on Rock 102, Springfield's classic rock. Boston just birthed the biggest man. RSI.org. 629 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. The victim of a Monday afternoon deadly shooting on Bay Street has been identified by officials. According to Hamden DA spokesperson Jim Lydon, the victim has been identified as 23-year-old Anthony Goss of Westfield. Uh, Springfield police were called to the 700 block of Bay Street around 3.55 p.m. on Monday for reports of shots fired and a gunshot victim. When officers arrived, Goss was found dead from a gunshot wound. The Springfield Police Department and Hamden County DA's office are investigating the incident. If you have any information on the shooting, you're asked to call uh, the Detective Bureau. You can also anonymously text a tip. Uh, Holyoke, uh, in a coordinated effort uh, under Operation Safe Streets, Holyoke Police executed search warrants at three locations and two associated vehicles in Holyoke District Court. The raid was this raid was the result of a lengthy investigation targeting an open air fentanyl and cocaine trafficking operation in the area. An open air, like a flea market. I was gonna say, I was gonna say it's like a, like a farmer's market for that stuff. Hey, it's the fentanyl flea market. You. Uh, with every bag of fentanyl, we give you some free uh, kettle corn and uh, some beef jerky. Yeah, here's some uh, here's some uh, 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 housewares that I, I've put in a bag <laughs> and selling them at a discount, along with fentanyl. Y'all come back next week here. Uh, the search warrant conducted at 103 Newton Street, 107 Newton Street, and the vehicles linked to those addresses marked the end of a multi-month probe into the illicit drug trade. Law enforcement officials uh, aim to disrupt and dismantle the trafficking network operating at these locations. During the enforcement operation, authorities seized significant quantities of fentanyl and cocaine along with an unlicensed firearm, ammunition, and over $25,000 in cash. Well, that ain't no, uh, that ain't no penny swap or <laughs> $25,000 in cash. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's pretty uh, that's pretty lucrative. As a result of the raid, three individuals were arrested and faced multiple charges related to drug possession, distribution, and conspiracy. The arrested individuals are identified as Eric Ramos Barrios, uh, Antonio Luis Perez Gonzalez, uh, Miguel Gonzalez Cruz, uh, and that and that's it. Those are the three guys. Hmm. Somebody told me. Somebody wrote in who's uh, who is of uh, Latin descent. And and told me that my pronunciations need work on Latin names. 
Okay. Well, were they uh, were they all bent out of shape over? Well, they want me to do the you know, like this guy, Antonio Luis Perez Gonzalez. You know that kind of thing. They want you to do that? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody would say your pronunciations aren't correct. I don't want to do that. I I don't. It's not necessary. Well, we had a we had a guy working here that tried to do the very same thing, and people criticized him for trying to sound, uh, you, you know, you know, by, by trying to uh, you. Know, you make those pronunciations so accurate. Yes, but I think he was doing it with ill intent anyway. Well, that like, could very I'm well not be. doing it with ill intent. I'm just reading a name as I would read it in my own voice. Well, you know, the thing is, Steve, I think uh, no one expects, no one should expect much more than that from you. Yeah. I mean, if you... Uh, Nobody if, should expect anything from me. You're not a journalist. No, I am not. I don't think we have any journalists here left in Springfield. So why uh, why would people be banking on you to provide that information? What are you talking about? Uh, 22 News, journalists all over the place. Who? They just write in their journals. Is oh, that I what see. a journalist yeah. is? I believe so. Dear Diary, <laughs> guess what I saw today? <laughs> you wouldn't believe there was police tape and a cop car. I'll write tomorrow with more things I saw. Yeah. A a speeding vehicle collided with a Palmer police cruiser during a traffic stop Tuesday evening on Shearer Street. According to police, just around 5 p.m., a Palmer police officer conducted a traffic stop on Shearer Street when a vehicle traveling in the opposite direction at a high rate of speed collided with the officer's cruiser. The collision resulted in significant damage to all the vehicles involved. There were no significant injuries. One person was brought to a hospital but is expected to be okay. The officer, it was unharmed. The driver of the speeding vehicle was uh, arrested and faces the following charges. OUI liquor. Mm -hmm. I hardly even know her. (laughs) Negligent operation. Ooh, negligee operation. Negligent. Ooh, wait a minute. OUI liquor. Negligee (laughs) operation of a motor vehicle. Speeding. Ooh, you're taking speed. yeah. Texting. Ooh, you mean sexting. Were these uh, shearer lingeries than usual? Oh, yes, they were. Mm, Very negligee. Failure to slow for a stationary emergency vehicle. Oh, yeah. You just let it lie there. (laughs) You know, a guy with an OUI in Palmer on a Tuesday is just Tuesday. Like, how many times does that happen? Probably all the time. I think it only made the news because he hit a cop car. Had he had not hit the cop car and just got to know you, why wouldn't he have know who uh, who did this? Sure, uh, Street isn't really one that uh, you want to floor it. It's not. Uh, it's not really like a big. You know, it's, it's kind of like a like a rural kind of out of the way residential street. Where is that? Whereabouts in Palmer? Uh, let's see. You can take Shearer from, say, like uh, Route 20 and you know, bypass the whole town, take you right to, uh, you know, not too far from the Pike entrance. Oh, that back way there? Yeah, that little back way. The, the back end? Yeah, I think, uh, like, uh, I believe, like, uh, I, the hospital, I believe, is on Shearer. The think. We're off of Shearer. That's the that's the shortcut. That's the back yeah, back yeah. end. That's yeah. the that's the poop shoot of Palmer Shearer Street. Well, I wouldn't necessarily label it that way. I think there are more uh, shoots that are poopier. Well, uh, that's the one up in in Munson. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, the one I you don't, don't want to get into. Uh, I have some audio here of a story that's causing a bit of a controversy. Okay, you ready? yes. 
This is from 22 News. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Wait, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, try there that. Are you kidding me? Is this thing... Uh, now it's oh now there's an advertisement. Oh, about crying Come a lot. I'm sorry. That's my fault. I think you got to blame me on that one. Is it? Well, or yeah. Do we wait the nine seconds? Uh, uh, we can. We can five stall. seconds. Uh, four seconds. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. okay. Three seconds. All right. Uh, frozen on three seconds. Frozen on two seconds. There we go. Okay. Uh, All right. Let's see. Let's see if we can. A video is creating controversy tonight showing the Springfield Fire Commissioner running over a raccoon he said was rabid with a city vehicle. And 22 News reporter Christina DeMores joins us live here in studio after hearing from the Springfield Fire Department and Mayor Dominic Sarno. We do have that footage tonight and a warning it may be disturbing to some viewers. This was extremely disturbing. What are you thinking when you're running it over and you miss it and you back up and you run it over again? Outrage over this video that shows Springfield Fire Commissioner BJ Calvi running over a raccoon possibly infected with rabies in front of the Springfield Fire Department's headquarters last Wednesday. Concerns being brought to local leaders who say this should have been done humanely. Right now, I'm a concerned citizen. His best thinking is not good enough. And uh, I think the mayor clearly should take a look at this video. This is where the incident happened. And I spoke with the Springfield Fire Department, who told me that they did receive reports of a raccoon in distress, but they couldn't confirm if it was, in fact, rabid. They did say, however, that the commissioner observed the raccoon foaming at the mouth. Springfield police also confirming that they received calls about a sick raccoon. Notified T.J. O'Connor Animal Control, but they don't handle nuisance wildlife. They were able to contact a nuisance wildlife trapper, but they couldn't give an estimated time of arrival. And due to the area where the station is located, it's a high occupancy, a lot of foot traffic, a lot of apartment blocks around. He doesn't sound anything so like Drew. determined it was a no. threat to public safety and dispatched it as a city vehicle. In a statement to 22 News, Springfield Mayor Dominic Sarno says in part that this was an unfortunate event, but one that had to be taken in the name of public health and safety. Mayor Sarno adds that Calvi was acting within his capacity as a municipal official, as stated by Division of Fisheries and Wildlife, which allows him to respond and take immediate action where he reasonably concludes that an animal is rabid. I think it's pretty disgusting and disturbing. Clearly, um, something needs to be done. That's not acceptable. All right. I know. There we go. Here we go. Mm -hmm. Now somewhere in the back mountain hills out of Springfield, there was a young boy named Rocket Raccoon. One day his woman ran off with another guy. Hit young Rocky in the eye. Rocky in the eye. I like that. We get that, boy. So one day he walked into town and booked himself a room in the local saloon. Rocky Raccoon checked into his room. Only to find BJ Calvin. Yeah. Listen, I, I I've seen the video, and uh, you know so much is pixeled out. You can't really uh, you can't really see any of the good stuff. But uh, listen, it, it, they're kind of right. If you've got a rabid animal in the middle of Springfield, yeah, and it poses a threat to people uh, walking by, minding their own damn business, you can't have a rabid animal. Uh, you, you're walking around. Yeah, you know, they could have maybe put like a like a garbage bucket, one of those ninety gallon garbage buckets, on top of the raccoon. You can't do that with a rabid animal. You can't. You gotta take it out. All these people, uh, you know, Cheryl Coakley Rivera uh, causing a big stir here. Uh, 
Oh, you can't do that. You can't do that to an animal. What would you have done? What would she have done? What does humanely mean? I don't you know. You know, if a cop shows up, the cop would shoot it right in the head. Hey, let me ask you this. What? How many of these people that are moaning and groaning about B.J. Calby running over this rabid raccoon have a fly swatter in their house? Yeah, I know. How many flies are you killing? Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that a humane way to kill a fly? Right. By beating the crap out of them with one of those things that looks like a tennis racket v- filling their bodies with all oh. kinds of uh, all kinds of uh, you know, you know, battery-powered voltage? Oh, you're talking about that kind. Well, whatever. I mean, yeah, even, yeah. even if slapping one of those you know, flat ones, uh, you know, the old plastic ones, you're still... You're still killing one of God's most beautiful creatures. You know what? Uh, I I am defending the uh, Springfield Fire Department here because uh, th- this is unnecessary scrutiny. Over, I I've killed a rabid raccoon before. You did? Yeah. You heartless bastard. Is it raccoon or raccoon? It's a raccoon. Well, well she said raccoon. It's a raccoon. So uh, so years ago when I was a I was a teenager, there was a there was a a rabid raccoon running around our barn, mm-hmm. like around the outside. Right. Three o'clock in the afternoon, broad daylight. This thing was nasty. Sure. And then uh, I, I I got myself away from it uh, because it was just, I think what happens is that they become thirsty. Like they just really want to drink water, but then yeah. there's no water source and they get really angry. Sure. And uh, I wound up uh, going to get the shotgun and I killed it because- I had to. Listen, it's a, it's a matter of uh, kill or be killed. And this was a rural area. It wasn't like we lived in a you know a, like a really dense densely populated neighborhood. The closest house was about um probably three quarters of a mile away. Mm-hmm. But uh, this thing came around and like uh, stared at me. With his, I, with his bee little with rabbit his, eyes, and I just uh, I pumped it with three deer slugs. Yeah. Yeah. And that didn't that didn't phase him at all, did it? No, it didn't. He no. still came at, still put his hat back on, came after you. No, no, he he died. Oh, it, nobody nobody was going to survive that. Oh, and that's then, not, a, uh, not and a very then, humane way of killing him. Well, what else are you going to do? Are you going to let the thing uh, walk around? Maybe hurt your dog? Maybe uh, maybe bite somebody else or something? If if a rabid raccoon or any rabid animal bit you on the finger, okay? Yeah. And you had to go to the emergency room. Because now you could contract rabies. And you think about all the shots that you have to take in order to uh, to avoid getting the rabies. Yeah. If that's you, pretty sure anyone who's been bit by that kind of animal says the same thing. I freaking hate that raccoon. Yeah. I hope that raccoon uh, you know, gets hit by a bus. Or I hope it, uh, a bus driven by B.J. Calby. That's what I would say. I would be very angry if I were bit by a rabid raccoon. Like, it just... Minding my business and uh, you know bad neighborhoods in Springfield. You know what I'm guessing that nobody would have known about this if they had just kept their mouths shut. If they had just killed the raccoon, well, well, nobody would have known. Well, that would be a conspiracy. Now there's video of it, and no, no there's no conspiracy. Well, you, you, uh, so, if nobody knew about it, wait, 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 you, you, you expect there to be like a like a like a vow of silence, like uh, like some sort of uh, thin blue line that runs to the fire department too. Yes. Well, I'm not aware of that line. No, the firefighters they tell they talk to each other. Oh yeah, they, 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 they got they, their gums are always flapping. Yeah, they're like the they're like the hen house. They're like the hen house of the uh, first responders. Oh, they're starting stories yeah. all the time. Yeah. Hey, you want so you want some tea spilled? You go down to the the uh, fire department headquarters. Hey. They'll tell you all the things that are going on here. What firehouse you from? Really? Yeah. 
You want to hear a crazy story? Get this. You're not going to believe this. So the fire commissioner takes his city-owned vehicle and he runs over a rabid raccoon. Not once, but twice. Because he couldn't kill it the first time. Yeah. That's some bad aim. <sighs> well, you know, it's like, a, it's a, yeah. you know, he's the the police commissioner. What's the difference of, you know, you know, if the thing ran out in the middle of the road and got hit by a car? That's considered an accident. This is considered an act of, act of, of, of violence. Uh, uh, like an intentional act. Yeah, but uh, BJ Calvi's nickname in high school was the exterminator. That's I don't believe that's I don't what believe, we used no. to call him. I don't believe it is. Yeah. I'm thinking I, I'm thinking there's probably all kinds of different nicknames he was called in high school. You know what I should ask my exterminator, because uh, I have an exterminator. And I, I should ask him what he does yeah. with the with the with the rabid raccoons. Listen, I, I, I think if there have been no video. Uh, this would have been a different story, and we might have forgotten about it. Because you know, I think people are, you know, they they get a sensational feeling about that story when they see it. Although you don't really see very much, you just see him, you know, th- what looks like a three point turn. What you don't see on the video is the raccoon under the tire screaming and yelling. I, and I also like the the, the term uh, "video sparks controversy." Okay. Meanwhile, you get people being let out on gun charges and then recommitting crimes. But yeah. This is <laughs> our problem. This this yeah. is the city's outrage. We had two guys who took care of an issue that would have become a bigger issue had they had not taken care of it. And listen, we're making fun of this whole thing because it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny to 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 hear that two firefighters killed a raccoon mm-hmm. with a car. Yeah, the other. Well, the, all those. Listen, it could have been worse, Cheryl. It could have been. There could have been an axe. They have axes on those fire trucks. Yes. They could. They, they could have been. Uh, they could have sprayed it with a fire hose. Listen, B.J. Calvi happens to be a very, very nice guy. I like B.J. Yeah. Calvi. He's a good. He's a good fella. And so is Droopy Monty. Of course they are. And you know, I don't see either one of them as being like a bloodthirsty killer of woodland creatures. No. I just don't see it. This. This is like uh, fake outrage. It really is. Yeah, I know. Again, if you had no video, you probably wouldn't be nearly as outraged. I guess I guess so. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today going to be rainy. Lots of rain. High of 54. Tomorrow, sunny with a high of 33. But a wind advisory is going to be in effect tonight from 7 p.m. until 7 p.m. tomorrow with wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 655. And Kansas with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Lots of rain today with a high of 54, then a wind advisory in effect tonight from 7 p.m. until 7 p.m. tomorrow with wind gusts expected up to 60 miles per hour. Tomorrow, a high of 33. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, tomorrow on the show, it's uh, Thunderbird Thursday. Uh, tune in for uh, actually, uh, yeah, it's a Thunderbird Thursday tomorrow, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you'll listen to Pat. Pat is going to give you a chance to win uh, tickets to, oh. uh, to a pair of... Uh, to an upcoming Thunderbirds home game. I That's, like that, Pat. You do? Yeah. He's a nice guy. Pat Kelly. Oh, no, 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 no. I thought you were talking about Pat Morita. He was a great actor. He was a great actor. actor. Yeah, yeah. The way Pat he, I, Kelly? Loved, I loved him in Happy Days. God, I can't stand that. Uh, yeah, it's the Thunderbird Thursday tomorrow with Pat on uh, Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Um, people are chiming in about the, uh, the raccoon, and uh, it's an overwhelmingly who cares well, you know, you can say that, but uh, you know, there's uh, there are many people that love a good raccoon and uh, and are disappointed to know that uh, the raccoon did not survive. No, 
and uh, you know, people have a point. What are you going to do? Let the thing keep running around and then bite somebody? And how many people who are complaining about the raccoon being run over by a car ever hit a cat or a squirrel or any other number of small animals on the road? One guy called us, and actually he uh, he had uh, a marginally decent point when he said uh, it should be more disturbing that Springfield doesn't have an animal control officer to deal with these kinds of things. Well, do they? Or they didn't have one that could uh, that that could show up right away. Well, and that's the thing. It's like by the t- it's just like you driving down the highway and some a-hole is zigzagging throughout traffic and you're like, this guy's going to kill somebody. By the time you call 911 and the thing goes to the dispatch system and blah, da, 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 the guy is long gone and they're never going to catch him. Same thing with this raccoon. If you uh, let that thing, if you were to let that thing off the property, they did the right thing. Look, that's far as I'm concerned. You know, it might not have been the best scenario, mm-hmm. but it was the scenario that they used yeah. in order to uh, exterminate this thing. A, a rabbit animal poses a public safety th- uh, threat. Yeah. That's just it's just a fact. You know, especially, you know, uh, you know one that could uh, you know spread diseases. You don't want to have rabies. Uh, do- uh, uh, human rabies is not any kind of thing you want. No. I'd and- rather have a, like a like a really bad hangnail or stub a toe really really hard than have rabies. And then you got uh, Cheryl Coakley, the raccoon whisperer, Rivera. No, no, no. Talk to the... You should have talked to him. We could have worked this out. Come here, little rabid raccoon foaming at the mouth. (laughs) Don't hurt anybody. He seems like a reasonably intelligent raccoon. I'm sure we could have a conversation and try to negotiate a settlement. We're going to get you medical help. Let's let's let, let's put you into get into this nice cage. Yeah, we'll put you and in the emergency room at yeah. Bay State, so you can wait like about nine hours to be seen. And then we'll put you in a cage, and then we will put you down humanely while you watch us pour a needle into your veins. Putting See, you down. What's what what yeah. ultimately? What difference does it make? I guess not. It's uh, just about six fifty nine. Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports coming up in just a few. A rock. <laughs> And now, Bax's View from the Couch, brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Good people, rock-solid service at every Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, I won't lie to you. I'm doing okay on paper. Sure, I have my moments of potential financial ruin looming over my head, but who doesn't? For the most part, the bills are being paid, the court-ordered financial obligations are being met, and my credit rating has been deemed to be moderately sufficient. And although I'm not a jealous person by nature, I always find myself to be inappropriately curious to know what everybody else is doing financially. Although on those rare occasions when I find out uh, what people are making, I instantly regret knowing that information. For example, yesterday the Golden State Warriors signed head coach Steve Kerr to a two-year contract extension. And while the terms of that agreement have not been officially released, ESPN is reporting that the new contract for Kerr is worth $53 million. That's an average of $26.5 million, making it the most lucrative coaching contract in NBA history. Now, let's look at this deal critically. Steve Kerr was a five-time NBA champion as a player. He won four NBA titles as a head coach at Golden State. In my mind, he's already won quite enough. In fact, you could make the case that this year, his team stinks. They're in 10th place in the Western Conference, 10.5 games out of first place. They're not even close to winning a fifth NBA championship, and yet somehow Steve Kerr has just been rewarded with the most lucrative NBA coaching contract of all time. Folks, 
This is a contract that will pay him a weekly salary of $509,615.34 per week for the next two years. Based upon a 40-hour work week, that works out to be an hourly wage of $12,740.38 per hour. Now, Steve Kerr and I are practically the same age, and while this may seem like an apples-to-oranges-style comparison, I could argue that I've had a better all-around season than he has, and yet I don't see Rock 102 dangling those sort of fat stacks in front of my face. But if you can coach the Golden State Warriors to back-to-back disappointing seasons, then suddenly he's worth it any more than any NBA coach in the history of NBA coaching. If that makes sense to you, let me know, because it certainly doesn't make any sense to me. But hey, and never my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Hey, you wear Carhartts? Well, then you probably know the Carhartts hardly ever go on sale. But right now at Rocky's, you could save 40% on seasonal Carhartt workwear. It's a clearance, so hustle in before all the good stuff is gone. Carhartt clearance, 40% off at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. 11 and the Allman Brothers with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. A monsoon today, uh, lots of rain, and then tonight at 7 o'clock, a wind advisory goes into effect for wind gusts up to 60 miles an hour. That lasts all the way until tomorrow night at 7. It is uh, 52 right now in downtown Springfield. On the phone with us right now from Consumer Reports, car guy Mike Quincy. Good morning, Michael. How you doing? Good morning, guys. How's it going today? It's uh, It's going good. It's going real good. So what's uh, what's what's new in the in cars right now? Oh, actually, oh nothing much. Wait. Nice talking to you. No. <laughs> yeah, actually, Mike, I wanted to ask you about something. Uh, I keep seeing all these uh, these TikTok videos, and and it's like nostalgia of, of of the videos of yesteryear, and they were showing the 1989 Detroit Auto Show with the beautiful. <laughs> Uh, Chevy Lumina van, <laughs> the, uh, the the van. Uh, uh, can you tell us more about that vehicle? <laughs> uh, the Dustbuster vans; those were uh, those were just famous in Detroit. I'll tell you, that's when when Oldsmobile was still a, a brand. Uh, back Pontiac was still a brand. Uh, a lot of people don't know that that the Chrysler Corporation also had these divisions called called Plymouth. I mean, uh, I was probably at the 1989 uh, Detroit <laughs> Auto Show, or at least 1990, or something like that. But yeah, no, we've 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 definitely come a long way. I mean, back then they didn't really have any electric vehicles, plug-in hybrids, or regular hybrids, and that really is at the forefront of Consumer Reports' top picks for 2024. Ah, that's yeah. what we're talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, well, I, mean, I assume back in '89, you're walking past like the Luma and going, "Oh yeah, okay," and then you go to the next thing, right? <laughs> yeah, well, they actually back then there were there were just there were a lot more brands, there were a lot more models. Uh, GM was doing going full on brand engineering, so they basically built one structure, uh, same engine transmission, changed the styling a little bit, and put them on all of their vehicles. They they, they were among the the blandest uh, market line going, and uh, yeah, brand engineering hopefully will never see the light of day again. This is uh, Mike Quincy from Consumer Reports. I was reading something the other day I thought was kind of interesting because, you know, a couple of years ago, everybody was really, really hot on trying to get these EV vehicles out on the road by a certain year. And, like, even I think the state of California made it, you know, demanded that no gas vehicles were sold by a certain period of time. But what you're seeing is a lot of car manufacturers kind of kind of hitting the brakes on, on EV technology because they're just simply not selling at the rate that they were hoping what's what's going on as far as people buying these things are they just are, are do people just not have the the taste for it or 
are the automakers, uh, you know, kind of forecasting ahead on what these things are really going to be about? Well, your, your assessment is, is actually really quite accurate, Bax. And outside of Tesla, um, EVs are not selling at high enough rates, I think. I mean, there's, there's a big growth. I mean, we, we saw a 50% increase in EV sales uh, compared to last year, uh, big increases in plug-in hybrids and hybrids also. But um, the, the challenge for the automakers is that these EVs are expensive to develop. Um, and it, it doesn't leave a lot of room for uh, profitability. And, the, the, you know, among the cheapest uh, EVs was, was uh, past tense, the Chevrolet Bolt. That, that was, like, still around thirty-five, forty thousand $40,000 for a small car. It didn't sell well. GM, unfortunately, dropped it, which was really kind of not a smart move. But, but, but I, think, I think car companies are having trouble making money selling EVs. The, 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 the public is somewhat reluctant to dive in. But that's why, you know, Consumer Reports testing of plug-in hybrids, it really, plug-in hybrids might be the best cautious first step toward a lot of people's uh, goal to get electrified uh, because the the plug-in hybrids can give you 20 to 40 miles of all-electric range. Most Americans drive 40 miles or less every day. And so you can operate a vehicle on your, your day-to-day commuting and, and use mostly electricity, but then you have the gas engine on board in case you want to go on a road trip. You guys did an actually a pretty interesting side-by-side comparison of the, of the cost, uh, the fuel costs between you know, certain EVs and gas-powered vehicles. And as I'm reading you know, the, 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 compar- the cost comparison, you're really not saving a whole hell of a lot by driving an electric vehicle it 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 depends on how you're using it it depends on what your commute is like it depends on on your your cost of electricity because the cost of electricity is going to vary greatly say from florida to to california um and and again you have to take into account the fact that a lot of evs are pretty expensive but but uh, you know the, the consumerreports.org has this great calculator and comparison uh, tools, so you can figure out you know what what makes more sense because um, when, when we looked at the cost say of of the BMW plug-in hybrid versus the gas, the plug-in hybrid actually saved you money. When we looked at the plug-in version of the Hyundai Tucson versus the hybrid, the hybrid saves you more money. And the same thing with the, with the Kia Niro, uh, the, the the plug-in versus uh, the regular EV model, uh, the plug-in saves you money. So, so yes, uh, EVs will not save everybody money. And, again, you, you have to have uh, access to, to a level 2 charger if you're going full EV. And some people don't have garages. Some people live in condos. Some people have to park in the street. So th- they're not best for everyone. Well, the thing that, that, that confuses me is, okay, let's, let's just say hypothetically – you know, we convert to mostly EVs on, on the road. And then all of a sudden, everyone's got to plug in their vehicle to use it. At what point does the, the power grid capacity of this country have the ability to make that happen? And at what point do they start changing the cost of electricity and to, and to charge all these vehicles? Because now you're talking about a, a significant drain on the grid nationwide i don't you know, to me it's like you know it, it's like it's like i don't know if it's really a good long-term solution 
to to save money. You may have like a, you know it may be fine for emissions, but you know ultimately it's going to cost you a lot when the utilities, the public utilities, have to accommodate all of this extra usage. Well, yeah, the the public utilities are are probably pretty excited about selling you more electricity. Okay, uh, but but I think your your argument about the the grid is is a fair one. Certainly in Texas. Uh, a few years ago when they had that big freeze and the there was this surge for more electricity and the whole place basically shut down. But Texas is kind of an unusual state because they refused to be a part of the nationwide grid. And so other states couldn't send them more electricity because, well, they're Texas. Um, and and uh, it, 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 you know, there's, there's no easy answer. It depends where you live. It depends on how robust your, your state's grid uh, is, how often... Do you lose electricity? So um, it, it, it is certainly a work in progress, but just going with internal combustion is is uh, a, a lot of scientists and, and people that are concerned about the environment know that that's not going to be a good long-term solution. Um, and, and, you know, global warming and all that stuff is a whole other kettle of fish that I'm not going to dive into. But, well. um, but in terms of, of people making automotive decisions, I'm, I guess I'm pleased that there are so many options out there, whether you want to stick with a regular gas engine, you want to go p- partial electrification with a hybrid, or, or you want to go full EV. There's, there's lots, lots of choices out there. But, Mike, the, you know, you, you talk about these, these EVs and these, and these batteries. You know, they're trying to save the environment by putting these batteries in, but how many stories have we seen about a fire department just letting the thing burn because there's nothing they can do. Water will not even put these things out, and they burn for hours. Is, is there any talk among the uh, the auto industry about how they might be able to fix that? Uh, that that's that's a, a very fair point, and yes, I've read those same stories. When EVs catch fire, uh, it is it can be really disastrous, and they do take a long time to burn themselves out. I'm sure the fire departments are working on technology to to um, to kind of combat that. But to keep it in perspective, fires from gasoline cars way outnumber EV fires. Yes, EV but fires only are, because are we have more rare. But only because we have more gasoline vehicles on the road right now. What? Yep. Yeah, you know, per capita, there, there there aren't you know there aren't as many EV fires. I mean, um, you know. Well, I, I'm just I'm just. Did you hear about this Audi recall? <laughs> um, there are recalls every day for every well, manufacturer. I got a friend who owns one of these things, and uh, she said Audi sent her a recall t- telling her that the eighty five thousand dollar car she bought can't be charged for more than seventy miles because of this battery issue that's going on with it. <laughs> Yep, still working out bugs. There's, there's, there's wow. no question. There's, there's, there's some EVs that are having lots of issues uh, with, with their charging. In fact, in Consumer Reports reliability surveys, uh, Consumer Reports members told us that um, the, 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 a lot of EVs are having trouble accepting a charge, holding a charge. Uh, EVs in general uh, have some reliability issues. Plug-in hybrids also have reliability issues, uh, but but the manufacturers that have been working on these the longest, and that includes Toyota with their their Toyota Prius, the Prius Prime plug-in, and the the Toyota Rav4 hybrid, and and the the Rav4 Prime plug-in. Toyota has a lot more experience doing this kind of technology. The newer manufacturers are still trying to figure stuff out. I want to pivot a little bit because Consumer Reports' latest issue, uh, the annual top ten picks. 
uh, for cars is is also out. And you know, you know, obviously some EVs have done pretty well, but you know, apart from that, uh, there's some pretty interesting uh, picks here. What's what surprised you the most in the in the in the top ten this year? I think what surprised me the most is that while the average price of a new car in December was more than $48,000, six of Consumer Reports' top picks have prices under $30,000. So, I mean, this will help out buyers that, let's say, they don't want to buy a used car, they want a new car, they want a new car warranty, they want the new car smell, and and they can look at, at models from Subaru and Toyota and Mazda that are all uh, base-priced under $30,000. And I mean, for example, the Subaru Crosstrek is Consumer Reports' top pick for subcompact SUV. Starts about $25,000, gets about 29 miles per gallon. This is a really nice all-around vehicle, standard all-wheel drive. Um, you, know, you don't have to spend a ton of money to get a really good car, and I think that's what Consumer Reports' top picks is all about. The uh, the brand report card is also out too. The, your your top overall pick is BMW, but there's uh you know again the, you know, the bottom the bottom three are always uh, seems to be the the same one Jaguar, Land Rover, and Jeep, and yet there's a lot of Jeeps out on <laughs> out on the road. There's a, there's a certain there's a certain uh, I, I don't know I, I don't want to say you know, obsession the Jeep owners have about their cars, but the the and the, and the top tier of this is bmw subaru porsche honda lexus and and mini i'm always surprised when i see mini do as well as it does it's it's kind of like neck and neck with lexus and not that far from kia which keeps getting good scores from consumer reports right and, and when you look at the brand report cards consumer reports is ranking 34 brands based on the overall scores of their models, which includes our, our own road tests, our actual testing, uh, reliability and satisfaction surveys from Consumer Reports members, and available and standard safety features. So, so yeah, I mean, uh, the, the, to answer your question about Mini, Mini is owned by BMW. So we, assert, we see uh, a BMW for the second year in a row uh, top the brand report cards. Well, they, they probably learned a few things that then filter down to making their Minis more reliable. Because sometimes Minis have, have been, you know, on and off for, for, for good reliability and then bad reliability. They're not as consistent as some of the best. And, and the, you know, when you look at the top uh, 10 uh, brands in our report card, yeah, BMW, Porsche, and Lexus are the most expensive ones. But, but also in the top 10, again, are Subaru, Honda, uh, Mini, you mentioned, Kia, Mazda, Toyota, and Hyundai. So again, you don't have to spend a ton of money to get a, a, a good, reliable car. And, and you, you mentioned like you know Jaguar and, and Land Rover being at the bottom. Uh, you can add to that uh, of, of the, the poor performers, Rivian, which is the electric startup, Alfa Romeo, Mercedes-Benz, Maserati. Uh, these are models that, cut, that, that charge a lot of money and are not delivering the goods. All right, we're, uh, we're out of time, but I just finished watching a TikTok video. Can you give me the uh, miles per gallon on a 1983 Granada? <laughs> Oh, I I took my road test, my my, my driver's test, and it's seventy five Granada. No joke. Oh yeah, I, uh, my one of my friends had one when we were teenagers. That thing was so. Oh, that's a totally cherry vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say about about seventeen miles per gallon. Wow, it was the white trash Cadillac of the time. <laughs> you can uh, check out consumerreports.org. But Mike is writing on the, uh, the the car blog all the time. Mike Quincy, great to talk to you. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you, you bet. It's uh, 8726 on Rock 102. Springfield's Classic Rock is... 
8.32 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Oh, oh, sad news. Sad news. What? Outback Steakhouse fans may be shocked to find their favorite restaurant abruptly closed after the chain's parent company closed several locations. CEO David Denno said uh, in an analyst call that Bloomin Brands decided to close 41 underperforming locations across its brands. Really? Including Outback Steakhouse, Carrabba's Italian Grill, Bonefish Grill, <laughs> Grill, and uh, Fleming's. I never had. I never went to a Fleming. Never before. went to a Fleming's. I've the, got. I've. I've. Uh, I've produced phlegm. Yes. At some of these uh, restaurants. I've been. I've been to a Bonefish before. That's, Have you? That's uh, wasn't too bad. They had mm. that uh, firecracker shrimp uh, there. It was right. pretty good. Uh, Bloomin' Brand's popular restaurant Outback will see uh, most of the closures. The decision uh, considered a variety of factors, including sales and traffic trade areas, and in the investment that would have to be made to improve the restaurants. The closures are expected to cost Bloomin' Brands approximately $100 million in revenue during 2024. The AP uh, reported that shares have declined 5.5% since the beginning of the year. The stock decreased nearly 6% in the last 12 months. Despite the changes, the company plans to open 40 to 45 new restaurants across the system in 2024. Well, how can they do that? I don't know, but uh, the one in West Springfield is safe. Really? It's still open. So I can still get a Bloomin' Onion in, yeah. uh, in West Springfield. Yes, you, yes, you can. <sighs> what a yeah. relief. Uh, emergency crews in Chicopee responded to a house fire on Tuesday afternoon. According to the Chicopee Fire Department, firefighters were on scene for reports of a structure fire on Alfred Street. Officials confirmed everyone inside the home was able to escape safely and the fire was extinguished quickly. No injuries were reported. The cause is under investigation at, the, at this time. Uh, a former school paraeducator in East Hampton is facing child sexual assault charges. Lori Loisel, spokesperson for the Northwestern DA's office, said that 57-year-old Troy Gray of East Hampton was arrested Thursday on five counts of indecent assault and battery on a child under 14, all which involve one victim and one count of intimidation of a witness. The incidents are alleged to have happened between 2022 and 2023. Gray appeared in court on Friday and pleaded not guilty. He's due back in court on April 22nd, was released on personal recognizance with conditions that he have no contact with children under 16 years in any form. Stay away from the Mountain View School in East Hampton and stay away from the alleged victim and their family and be in contact with the probation department. <sighs> oh, boy. You know, we, we go through this with these scumbags. Uh, alleged. Scumbags, yeah. alleged scumbags. You know the uh, the problem is, you know, people will say, "Well, how did the how did the school even hire this guy?" Well, because uh, well, you got to understand, you, you many of these uh, predatory individuals are uh, master manipulators, and, and they're put, really good at they're really yeah. good at putting a, a brave face on one side and then being disgusting on the other. So it's very hard to weed this out. Local shelters and rescues came together on Tuesday for a special opportunity to learn more about Pussy Cats from Animal Planet's Jackson Galaxy. Mm -hmm. He's holding two days of workshops to help local shelter staff understand cat behavior. Pussy cat behavior. They've and, all got a mind of their own, don't they? And how they can help Pussy Cats in their care find forever homes. We ground the whole journey in the journey of Pussy cats, Galaxy explained. I don't think he said it that way. 
Galaxy was in Springfield to bring his knowledge and experience to teach workshops to dozens of local shelter and rescue staff. The event, which was part of Galaxy's Cat Positive 360 program. It's I'm sorry. Not easy to say, is it? Cat got my tongue. <laughs> On Animal Planet, it's a cat positive uh, 360 program on Animal mm. Planet. It's based on his, his years working in animal shelters and takes what he calls a cat centric view on uh, everything from behavior to uh, environment. We go back and start talking about how your pussy cat in your lap is completely connected to the cat thousands of years ago. Mm. It's a very straight line, so their behaviors, uh, a lot of ways, are, are wild. You know what I saw last week? No. I saw a bobcat or a mountain lion. I think it was a bobcat, though. Bobcats are smaller than a mountain lion. If you saw a mountain lion, you'd say, oh, my God, that's a mountain lion. Oh, is that so? Yeah. Have you seen a mountain lion before? No, but I have seen a bobcat. It, it was probably a bobcat. It didn't have a mane or anything like that. Yeah. Do mountain lions have manes? Are they no. look like the lions in the in the woods? No, not really. And the, but the bobcat's kind of like, it's like it's got the- Mountain lion versus what? The bobcat's got like a different face. Okay, like a like a like a pointy face. Yeah, this uh, this was definitely a bobcat. Yeah, and it was it was pretty big, but it wasn't as big as this mountain lion they're showing here in the picture. But uh, it was up in Huntington. This runs right across the road, middle wow. of the day. And what the hell's, uh, what the hell's it doing over there? I don't know, just standing on a rock then, and then giving me the the stinky cat eye, the pussy cat eye, right as I drove by. You don't want those things uh, winking at you. You never had your pussy cat wink at you? No, I, I have not. I call it the pussy cat winking stink. <laughs> or stinking wink, depending on what part of town you're from. Of course. Yeah. So this guy is going to be uh, teaching uh, pussy cat, um, you know, pussy cat uh, things. <laughs> well, you got to be careful of those things. They'll, they'll, uh, you know, if you start to... Touching one inappropriate, it'll go off in your hands. Yeah, you don't want that to happen. No, you don't. Uh, a video is creating controversy showing the Springfield Fire Commissioner running over a raccoon he said was rabid with a city vehicle. Outrage over a video that shows Springfield Fire uh, Commissioner B.J. Calvey running over a raccoon possibly infected with rabies in front of the Springfield Fire Department headquarters on Wednesday. Uh, uh, concerns are being brought to local leaders who say this should have been done humanely. This was extremely disturbing. What are you thinking when you're running it over? You miss it, you back up, and you run it over again? That's according to uh, former state rep uh, Cheryl Coakley-Rivera of the Hamden County Registry of Deeds. Why did they ask her? Because she was probably in the area. Well, where's the? Uh, why didn't you ask somebody from the MSPCA instead or the DCR? It's a good question. I don't. I don't have an answer for you. All I can tell you is it, it's probably, <clears throat> it's probably uh, you know Cheryl was just like yeah. hanging around down there, and then uh, they they like she was like a you know a woman on the street. Cogley Rivera adds, "Right now, I'm a concerned citizen. His best thinking is not good enough, and I think the mayor should take a look at this video." And then uh, Dom Dom looks at it, and goes, "Ooh, fa with the raccoons." You can't have these rabbit things running around here. B.J. Calvey did us all a service. He took out a rabbit animal in the city of Springfield. You know how many rabbit animals I've been trying to get rid of for the last 20 years? A lot. <laughs> I don't think the rabbit animals that we'd ever cross, no. whatever even bothered across Dom Sarno, but B.J. Calvey? Yeah. 
Listen, you know, for all the people that are, uh, you know, angry about this, what would you have preferred he do? Just leave the raccoon to well, spread their rabies throughout the city? You, you know, know what? If you get bit by a rabid animal, okay, the process of healing from that is not only expensive, it's painful, and it takes time. You you, you don't you can't have furry woodland uh, creatures with rabies walking around the streets of Springfield. That's some of the most dangerous things you could have in Springfield. That's actually not the most dangerous thing you could have in Springfield. Well, other than... Other than a guy with a gun and, uh, you know, say, like, uh, (laughs) with a criminal record. Uh, But uh, second behind that would be the rabid animal. Yeah, I guess. But let's just say Cheryl was walking her kids or something down the street and a rabid animal comes out ready to bite them both. What are you going to do? You're going to try to do everything you can to get away from it. And if you had something in your hand, maybe... Uh, an umbrella or, you know, something, you would try to yeah. uh, fight that animal off. That's not really humane if you're think- if you're talking about humane things. You know, uh, raccoons are very cute animals, so I think we can all agree they're yeah. adorable. But when they're foaming at the mouth and uh, look mangy, yeah. they're not as cute. And uh, if they were, if you had one pursuing you, you'd be uh, running scared. Yeah, I think in many ways we should all, some of us will probably say, thank you, B.J. Cowley, for saving God knows how many people from getting rabies in Springfield. They'll, you know, we can handle outbreaks of syphilis. We can yeah. handle outbreaks of, uh, you know, body lice. But when it comes to real rabies, we don't have a solution yeah. in town. Springfield police also confirmed that they received calls about a sick raccoon. Uh, Springfield Fire Captain Droopy Monty said, a notified T.J. O'Connor animal control, but they don't handle nuisance wildlife. Oh, no. There's no one to handle the rabbit animal. They were able to contact a trapper, but couldn't estimate the time of arrival. And due to the area where the station is located, it's high occupancy and high foot traffic, he determined it was a threat to public safety and dispatched it with his city vehicle. What's that? What street was this on? Did it say? Whatever the fire department headquarters is. I don't, yeah, I, uh, I don't know what street that's on. Uh, in a statement to 22 News, Mayor Dom Dom says that in part uh, this was an unfortunate event, but that one had to be taken in the name of public safety and health. It, I, why is anybody upset about this? Because they see this as an aggressive way of putting this animal down and they don't think it's a merciful killing to run it over with a vehicle um this man is a hero as far as i'm concerned yes he took care of something that could have been potentially dangerous to school children Mm -hmm. or any number of pedestrians walking down the street worthington street it's up on worthington street you imagine you got a rabbit animal going down, like you know, like knocking on the doors at the like, uh, like the ale house or yeah. uh, or or Theodore's. Yeah, you know what we should have done. I would. I wouldn't. I if if I were the folks at Theodore's, I'd say get out of here, you rabbit animal. You know. You know what we really should have done. Now that I think about this more, we should have called in a mental health expert to talk the raccoon out of his mental rage that he was experiencing from the. Uh, the, the rabies that he's suffering. Can't you send in a negotiator and say, hey, 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 
Do you need help? I can help you. Well, that would be the most humane thing. Yeah. But I don't know how well raccoons respond in a clinical setting with a psychologist or a psychiatrist or anybody else who may be performing certain levels of, of mental health care. Uh, now, again, this was something that was taken care of, and and rightfully so. Yeah. But I ha- I have to imagine this was like a Beavis and Butthead situation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hit it again. Hit it again, BJ. BJ, hit it again. You imagine someone your initials su- are BJ. <laughs> <laughs> imagine someone suggesting that what this this animal needs is like you know like a therapeutical session. Yeah, and and the, so some therapist pulls up a chair and asks this rabid animal, "Tell me how you resent your mother." I'd like to see how far that gets. How do you feel right now? <laughs> you have rabies. How does that make you feel? Uh, the uh, you know the rabies is not your fault. Uh, no need to hide. Embrace your inner raccoonfidence. Ooh, oh, I like that. Yeah, like yes, that that's one? good. Uh, that's yeah, real good. Yeah. Contrary to popular beliefs, Ooh, look at that. Raccoons are not ninjas, so they can't just get out of the way. Oh, we could go all day with this whole we thing. We could. Uh, it's it's almost too bad we don't have that kind of time. That's all right. Uh, your Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be uh, rain, lots of rain, and a high of 54, and then a wind advisory in effect tonight from 7 p.m. all the way until 7 p.m. tomorrow. It is uh, 52 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. Are you looking for a great job? It's classic rock. It's 752 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Uh, it is going to be rainy today. Lots of rain, monsoon type rain. You know, the, uh, like we're in a f- rainforest without all the leaves because there's no leaves on the trees. That's what's. Yeah, be. right. Uh, and a wind advisory in effect starting tonight at 7 p.m. Could see wind gusts up to 60 miles per hour. That's a lot of wind. It's uh, 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, yesterday we told you about uh, the Springfield Open Pantry and about uh, how. All after all we did for uh, the Mayflower Marathon, because the demand for for food assistance is so high, mm-hmm. because it's it's now exploded out of control. Uh, their food supply is being depleted at a very very fast rate. Uh, normally, on a on a normal year, when we would fill three trucks full of food. It would last until the month of uh, March, maybe even into April, at least by the very middle or late March. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now here it is the end of February and they're running out already, which should give you a pretty good indication of how uh, of how how many people are involved in suffering with food insecurity. We told you as uh, many as one in three families in the Springfield area are suffering from food insecurity. And the Open Pantry is a- asking for your help, and uh, we are more than happy to uh, to steer you in the right direction. If you can find a way to donate, uh, either deliver food to uh, to their center or go to openpantry.org, and you can uh, make a cash donation online uh, through their PayPal account. It would be very, very much appreciated. Food insecurity is not something that only happens in November. It's a year-long problem. And this year, the problem is greater than ever. So if there's anything you can do to help, we, we uh, sincerely appreciate it. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's more important than ever right now because food insecurity is such a harsh thing right now. So Chris, start collecting your cans. Yeah. Next time you go to the, uh, the grocery store, throw an extra can of green beans in there. 
It's not that hard to do. No, you collectively do that over the course of five or six trips. Then you got a nice little bag of groceries to bring down to the open pantry, or you can just make an online donation, which is the uh, which is the fast and easy thing to do. And they can yeah. probably do more with the cash than they can do with a can of green beans. Not that there's a lot that can't be done with green beans, like a green bean casserole. How delicious is that? Yeah. Well, you know? nobody, but nobody's turn. We're not turning that away. Nobody's no, going to turn no, no, that no. away from you if you bring the food. But if you want to make your life simpler, just go online. Yeah, uh, very simple. That donate. Because it could be you. It could be you that may need them. You know, uh, there's a lot to be said about that because of the way the economy has been and the way that, uh, you know, the dollar doesn't stretch as far as it used to. You know, somebody's median income, let's say five years ago or four years ago, was was like $70,000. Yeah. Not a bad uh, take if you got a a family. But then now $70,000 is people are living paycheck to paycheck. And, and that's say, gonna, that gap's going to get bigger. Or let's say someone in your house has lost uh, lost their job and no longer you no longer have seventy thousand dollars. Maybe it's less. Maybe it's significantly less. Yeah. You know, and, sometimes you have to worry. Well, do I pay my mortgage? Do I pay my rent? Or do I yeah. put food in the table for my kids? And listen, I we're not we're privy to the fact that there are many other different reasons why uh, people are without food. We've heard from the the soapboxers on our text line of how they feel uh, is what the problem is. And it's like these frustrating things of, uh, oh, it's because of immigration. Uh, whatever the reason may be, there are still people who yeah. are your neighbors the, the, who live here already that are suffering from food insecurity. There's really no reason to not support them. When we when we talked about this yesterday, you're absolutely right. There were a bunch of people that, you know, you know, decide to point fingers in a political way. Well, that's all very well and good. You can believe whatever you, you believe whatever you want. The like you say, the problem exists one way or another, and so regardless of, of what may be contributing to this, yeah, a problem needs to be solved. And if there's a, there are ways of us to contribute to to help solve that, even if it's on, on a temporary basis, then it's worth helping. This is the way I live my life. Worry about the things you can control. Versus the things you cannot control. That's a good, you know, a good, th- uh, good theory. You know, you get if you if you worry too much about a political stage that what you say or do isn't going to make a lick of difference, other than make you just look like a complainer. Mm-hmm. Do something in your own community. Help your community out. Focus on that before you you even worry about what the what the big stage is like, because you can't do anything about that, but you can do something in your own backyard. Steve Nagel, everybody. It's my TED Talk for this morning. Thank it's you so much. It's a good one. I, I feel motivated to pull out my credit card and make a donation well, because again. because I see all these people arguing over stupid, and I almost said the S word, but uh, stupid crap. It's it's stupid crap. And you know what? There's a lot more things to worry about, like people who can't have a meal on their table. If we stopped worrying about everybody else's opinion and just worried about our own opinion and could, could find a way to uh, inc- incorporate some sort of action... Think about the things you could solve if you just shut up for a second and just acted, yeah, in a positive way. Be pretty, maybe a, be a pretty powerful uh, change of uh, of tune. Coming up, more penis jokes. Great. It's seven fifty eight on Rock one hundred two. Rock one hundred two, Springfield's classic rock. It's eight eleven in ACDC with Bax and Nagel on Rock one hundred two. Uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today: rain, lots of it, heavy downpours at times, uh, mostly this afternoon into this evening, and then oh, a windstorm of a sixty mile an hour wind gust and a wind advisory in effect from seven p.m. tonight till seven p.m. tomorrow. 
It is 52 right now in downtown Springfield. What are we doing? What do you mean? You and me. What are we doing? What the hell are we doing? Oh, you don't know? Uh, we didn't uh, talk about what we were no, talking no, no, about? No, 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 no. I'm talking about, you know, like uh, with our careers. You know, we're, we're grown men. You know, we've got obligations. I mean, you've got kids, i got kids, you got yeah. a house, i got a house. Yeah. What the hell are we doing with ourselves? What are you you did a story earlier this morning in Hollywood Trash yeah. about Drea DiMatteo. Yeah. From The Sopranos. Mm-hmm. Making uh, you know, making ends meet by with a with an OnlyFans page. Yeah, I just I, I just uh, did a quick search on you know what the average content creator is making on OnlyFans. Yeah, I gotta tell you, you and I are wasting our time. I've been telling with you this stupid ass show. I've been telling you this for the longest time. We're both lazy and we haven't looked into how we can monetize off this thing. According to uh, some sources, the average income of an OnlyFans user. Oh, wait a minute. Okay, hold on a second. Okay. Uh, a content creator is about $42,000 a year. Yeah. All we have to do is start an OnlyFans page, give people the uh, idea that it's going to be real racy, saucy material, and we could be we could be rolling in Ds and have a good-ass job. Well, and, it, it could be uh, racy, saucy material, but not in the way you might think. You know, not in a in a sexual way. But uh, just a down, uh, sophomoric, immature, yeah. uh, dirty way. Well, I don't want to t- you to take this the wrong way, yeah. but I, I'm going to play hard to get with you. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'm not. Uh, I'm not an easy target. If you know what I'm saying, I'm moving around all the time. You're going to have uh, maybe you have side boob hour. How about maybe. this side boob. Yeah. What about uh, wait, this, wait, wait, side? this side boob? Does that turn you on? Yeah. Well, it shouldn't because it's my side boob. Uh, business insider. <laughs> uh, reported that uh, they spoke to eight OnlyFans models about how much money they made in a year. Their answer ranged between 143000 to $5.4 million. Now, granted, you and I are not uh, top runway model quality. There's no there's no question about that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we can provide a service. We can provide uh, some some entertaining content you know, if, if, if things had to happen that way. Yeah. I don't know why we're waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning to come in here and fart around for four and a half hours, we could probably do like a, like an hour of great material on OnlyFans a week and rake in big bucks. Are we allowed to do that? Does the company allow us to do these extracurricular activities? As long as they don't know about it. Well, not as many as we used to be able to do, but uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't have to tell them. Who we, says Who says that we have to uh, even have the Bax and Nagel name on it? Yes, we could be a uh, douchebag and pancake. Yeah, like right. I've, I've said for years, or uh, squish mitten and ham pocket. You see, now that's one, pro- yeah. th- those are provocative titles. Yes, and that was that's the kind of thing where you say, "Well, I would like to know what squish mitten and uh, what was the other one? Uh, ham pocket." I would love to know what squish mitten and ham pocket do on their OnlyFans page, and and that way you're not so you know locked into only people in the Springfield area enjoying the content. It could be people all over the world. You mm-hmm. and I could be both. Raking in, splitting, five point four million bucks. All right, I'm look, I'm I'm looking up, but these things are looking up for us. I just think that we are wasting our time doing this show. I mean, we all know radio is kind of like a moderately dying industry. At least that's what the, the bosses are telling us. And uh, and I, I I'm just thinking we are going to have to start thinking of alternatives. And I, I can't think of a better alternative than for you and I to be uh, doing an only page show. Only fans. 
Page. OnlyFans. Yeah, only page show. Only, show, on, show on an OnlyFans. Listen, page. until I'm an actual, yeah. until I'm actually a content creator, I'm gonna mess up the. Uh, I'm gonna mess up the name. OnlyFans. We gotta come up with a good name though. It, it can't be Bax and Nagel. Like you said, it has to be something intriguing, something well, to draw somebody in, like it, the bearded clam and cream pie show. I see. I like that idea, but that may give people the wrong impression. Or the uh, hot box and meat sleeve. Uh, program. See, now those are the kinds of uh, you know titles that really drag in an audience, especially an audience of perverts that go on OnlyFans, which is what we're banking on here. Uh, how about the uh, the down there in pink parts? We could do that. You know what? It it, it 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 sells itself at that point. I like it. I'm just thinking. You know, uh, I'm you know heading into the twilight of my career. Only a couple years left to go before I can leave this godforsaken business and walk away from it. Uh, and, and I'm thinking, okay, well, am, am I in the financial point in my life where a, a smooth re- transition into retirement can just yeah. happen? If we could do like an OnlyFans for just five good years, five years, Steve. Yeah. Think about that. You'd never have to work again. Your kids' college educations will be uh, taken care of. You'd, uh, you could probably get yourself a new truck. You could... Uh, All in the name of filth and smut. Yes. I See, like this is it. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Who wants to listen to the chewing the she-fat and clam jousting show? It sounds intriguing to the average eye or ear, whatever it's going to be. But yeah, we, we you have to... The, the, the secret is you have to be consistent. You have to you be putting up content all the time. Yeah. You know? Which means, you know, we'd have to figure out how we want to manage that time. Because you, you, you want to be able to drag people in and hold them. That's what you want to do. You want to hold them down. I got to tell you, this is, this is, when I, when I heard that story today about, uh, you know, Adriana from The Sopranos making yeah. decent coin at her age. You know what? I'm thinking, this is, this is, it's stupid that we're sitting on a, on a jackpot and not doing anything with it. Anti-vaxxing saved her life. Ultimately speaking, yes. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I mean, even though she spoke to the feds and, uh, you know, Silvio had to show her a little, uh, a little what they're for in the woods, a little pop, pop in the hat, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing. I mean, uh, you know, she did do something horrible. Well, she, I mean, she, she was betrayed, involved. She betrayed the trust of, uh, of Christopher. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you know, you know, Christopher turned his life around for and, her. And not even that. Uh, what about uh, Tony? He uh, he helped her out many times. Well, remember yeah, in Tony, that car accident together. I, I do remember that, and I also remember that he may have had ulterior motives for that too. All right. But now look at her. Now she's you know in her in her fifties. She still looks terrific, and and uh, people are are you know squeezing out dollar bills to see what she's going to do on OnlyFans. How about uh, Lady Flower and the Cupcake? Which one are you going to be? Probably have to eat Cupcake. I like Lady Flower. Sure you do. Well, I'm just saying. What about the uh, the Pink Pam- pink Panther and Bikini bikini Biz Kit show? Like Biscuit. Yeah. Biz uh, Kit. Yeah. yeah, I like Biscuits. Our uh, Notorious VAG. <laughs> That's you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to get shut up on that one. That's no, you that. don't. Yeah. Absolutely not. Um, hundred forty three thousand to five point four million is what the like the these eight models are saying they're making on your OnlyFans. I this it amazes me, and you know what? I can see why all these teachers quit once they get found out. 
It's almost like they want to get caught doing this OnlyFans thing in order to bring attention to the OnlyFans page. It's great marketing. Yeah. Because who's who doesn't want to see a teacher on OnlyFans? Although, did you see the lady we talked about like a month ago who was banned from picking up her kid in the pickup line because she had all the OnlyFans sticker across the... But it, but it wasn't just one little sticker. It was like a giant billboard yeah. on the back of this vehicle. Well, she had her, her car wrapped uh, in the logos. I don't know if I would do that. I don't know if I'd want the panty, panty hamster and axe wound logo on the back of uh, my, my, my minivan. Why wouldn't you, though? It's, I mean, it's, it's marketing. Yeah. I mean, you got to get the word out there. There's a lot of different uh, things to choose from on OnlyFans. You want to be out there, Steve. I can't think of a better way to sell it than for us to talk about it on the radio as if it's somebody else. That's like uh, somebody having a license plate that says uh, WX22 on it. WX22. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I wonder who that it would be. I wonder who that would be. I wonder who that might be. I wonder who that might be. Yeah. Yeah. See, but we could talk about, like, you know, squish mitten and pancake or or whatever the hell – Squish mitten and ham sleeve yeah. as as uh, like another show that we're both watching on OnlyFans without ever telling anybody it's actually us. Wow, we could we could put disguises on Pretend like mustaches, we, yeah, well, like little Mario mustaches, yeah, hey, and we could call, hey, who wants to listen to the panty hamster? Hey, what am I gonna do with all this mayonnaise? Hey, now let me show you some of raccoon videos getting run over in the fire department of the parking lot. Uh- Oh, look at me. I just spilled a bunch of axle grease. Oh, no. He's going to be everywhere. We are going to have ants. <laughs> you see? Yeah. We're sitting on a jackpot. I, I can't believe people listen to this for free, let alone well, pay, I having know, somebody but pay you, for it. But people are willing because some people are just so damn stupid. Yeah, they, and those are the people I want I want to service. Yeah, we want the stupid people that are willing to pay money for this garbage. Absolutely, Steve. So, listen, there, there's people willing to pay. You know, ever, like, uh, go on Patreon? You know what Patreon is, right? It's kind of like a crowdsourcing thing. Like, if you're, if you got, like, a podcast or whatever, I mean, you could tell people, hey, okay. support what we do. Yeah, and you yeah. can go and look at... You know, all the people that are supporting what they do. And and some of these these folks are making good cash by donations. And it's often, you know, multiple tiers. And there are some tiers that get you some extra stuff. And then the expensive tiers, you know, it, they give you the illusion you get even more. All right. And people buy into it. They do. They, don't they? do. And that's why I'm saying we need to get into this. Because we're wasting our time doing this stupid-ass little show. All right, that's it. I'm signing up for OnlyFans right now. Day 23 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. GG Inks. Snacks. It's A25 with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Dan Brown's got the uh, gr- gruesome details of the forecast. Yeah, it's not going to get windy tonight. And not looking gonna good. It's going to rain all day. So there you go. Uh, it didn't take long for uh, one of our listeners to put together exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. An OnlyFans uh, graphic. Oh yeah, yeah. What do what do we got? You got it's a it's a picture of a dead raccoon that says "pussy cat" on it. The Bax and Nagel uh, logo right next to the OnlyFans logo. Oh, well, there you go. It's selling the sizzle. I'd wrap that on the back of my minivan. The hell, of course you would. And then go pick up my kids at the pickup line. <laughs> not everyone's going to understand it because they're not uh, you know buying. They're not subscribers to our OnlyFans page. But when it happens, when we finally get it going. This is what we're looking at. Have you ever seen offensive things that you're uh, when you were picking up your kids, uh, like on the back, like or things that you would be like, I wouldn't put that on the back of my car. 
I'm sure I have. Yeah. I can't think of anything off the top I, of my I, head. I see that every once in a while. I'm like, I don't know if I'd be driving around with that on the back of my car. Like different, th- you know, yeah, different, I, uh, you know, like um, suggestive bumper stickers or uh, you know, some of those like uh, the one the, that says "porn star." I make home movies. Yeah, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I like the I like the ones that are basically like a, like a silhouette of somebody down on all fours, and they're they are uh, creating some sort of physical, uh, you know, activity. Uh, yes. Yeah. I mean, I want to get. I don't want to get too graphic. That's something I would leave for the OnlyFans page. But you know, I, I've seen that kind of sticker on a car. I would never drive with that. I don't like. I don't like stickers on my car. Or like my other ride is your mom. <laughs> yeah. You ever see those? Yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, what's it? Uh, I eat sand. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My kid can beat up your uh, honor roll student. Yeah, or the, or the you ever see the ones that say uh, I have yeah I like that one the yeah beating up the honor roll student that's funny that is funny um uh, how about I have diarrhea <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay away from that guy yeah some of these I can't even read uh, back off I don't have time to make your death look like an accident ooh that's uh that's a little uh, a little threatening. Uh, it's dirty because I play with it. Okay, yeah. Well, that's uh, probably true. Oh, do you ever see the ones that, like, I would never put this on a vehicle. I eat, you know what. Uh, I can't even say it. Lunch. It, yes. Or or I eat grass. Yes. It, it, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, you get you know what I'm getting I, I know, at I, 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 know. What, I know. Why would you put that on your car? Because some people really don't have uh, boundaries. Some people lack a certain amount of uh, standards in their lives. I mean, I, I find myself uh, being a hypocrite when I complain about things like this because I have a Kenny Rogers roaster sign on the top of my garage. I mean, that's obnoxious as it is. But 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 to 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 put something like that on mm-hmm. and then go pick up your kid in the pickup line at school? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. I it's like your, your your kid yeah. shouldn't have to look at that. Well, it's not about your or should kid the other parents. At it. It's the other kids and the other parents uh, making snap judgments and sweeping generalizations about your character, sir. Yeah, but then they make the sweeping generalizations about your kids cuz you happen to have raised them. No, I and would. If, I, if your I, moral code can can uh, excuse that kind of sticker in a car, what are you doing to your kids? Li- well, listen, I, I'm the kind of person that doesn't judge a child based on their parents' behaviors. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's not the kid's fault that right. uh, your parent is a is so much of a douche like that. But I like it dirty. Yeah, you know, I get my yeah. I like the other my other ride is your mom. I used to love the ass gas or grass. Nobody rides for free. Somebody just uh, sent on the Route Ten Tire listener line. Saw a Jeep <laughs> with a sticker that said Four Doors for more whores." Oh yeah, hey, that's what I'm goes, talking hey, that's about. Right. <laughs> I just want my wife and my girlfriend to get along. That's hilarious. Oh, yeah. We have news next to Rock 102. Here's your Western Mass News first alert forecast. 833. With Bax and Nagel on Rock 102, it's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Emergency crews in Chicopee responded to a house fire on Tuesday afternoon. According to the Chicopee Fire Department, firefighters were on scene for reports of a structure fire on Alfred Street. Uh, officials confirmed everyone inside the home was able to escape safely and the fire was extinguished quickly. No injuries were reported and the cause is still under investigation at this time. 
Uh, a former paraeducator in East Hampton was arrested and faces child sexual assault charges. Northwestern DA's office said that 57-year-old Troy Gray of East Hampton is a former element, East Hampton Elementary School paraeducator and was arrested last Thursday on child sexual assault charges that allegedly occurred between 2022 and 2023. On Friday, Gray pleaded not guilty in Northampton District Court to five counts of indecent assault and battery on a child under 14. He was released on personal recognizance and must also adhere uh, to uh, a list of things like staying away from the victim and having no contact with children under 16. A pretrial conference is scheduled for April 22nd. The East Hampton School District notified parents on Tuesday of the arrest of the former staff member. The letter for the uh, from the interim superintendent Maureen Binienda informed the school community of the arrest of a former staff member. An investigation is being conducted by police. Mountain View School is on Park Street and opened its uh, new facility in September of 2022. There are approximately 1,000 students in the pre-kindergarten through 8th grade. We have those details, but no other details for anything else. (laughs) Well, that's... I don't know how many of the the details I really want to know. No, no, no. I'm I'm just saying, like, you know, for all the details they never have, Mm -hmm. here's some fun facts about the building in East Hampton. Yeah. Never mind the horrible things that this guy went through. Did you know that it holds a thousand students? You don't say. Yeah. A uh, video is creating controversy showing the Springfield Fire Commissioner running over a raccoon he said was rabid with a city vehicle. Or outrage over the video. Who's outraged? I, I have... The only person I've seen outraged about this is Cheryl Coakley Rivera, who was interviewed on TV mm-hmm. about this whole thing. I haven't... You know, I'm pretty savvy with the social medias, you know. And I haven't seen nothing on the social medias that says uh, there's outrage about this. Well, I mean, there are some people that'll be outraged because <laughs> they love to, you know, beautiful creatures. But uh, when you got one that's rabid yeah, and it's in a fairly densely populated area where there's people all over the place up around Worthington Street. Uh, you got to take care of that. You know what I wonder? What? If, if somebody were to get mauled by a rabid raccoon, mm-hmm. would you feel the same way afterwards? Let's say you're like a real big animal lover. Right. You're walking down the street, and all of a sudden you it's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. You're coming to uh, contact with it, with a rabid raccoon, just uh, ready to uh, do all that raccoon stuff they wants he wants to do to you, and everything in between. Yeah, I know. Well, yeah. see, the problem you have is you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. If you've got a rabid raccoon that's like chomping on people and you know, infecting all kinds of mm-hmm. uh, you know good law-abiding citizens. Or the potential to, anyway. Yeah, right. Then you're going to have a whole bunch of people say, well, where was city officials when this was happening? Where was where were the cops? Where was the fire department? Where was B.J. Calvi? Yeah. That's what they'll be saying. Yeah, otherwise that raccoon's going to be standing on the side of the road that says, uh, I have rabies. Please help. See, and, then you, and then you pull up and you're like, uh, what, what can you help with the rabies donations? Well, I can uh, foam at the mouth or I can spin around in circles over there. And everything in between. See, this is what I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, there's always going to be some people that be outraged no matter what happens. Out, well, outraged that we didn't do enough, or outraged that we did too much. Well, the narrative is outrage over a video that shows Springfield Fire Commissioner B.J. Calvi running over a raccoon, possibly infected with rabies, in front of the Springfield Fire Department's headquarters on Wednesday, February 21st. 
Concerns are being brought to local leaders who say this should have been done humanely. This was extremely disturbing. What are you thinking when you're running it over? You miss it. You back up and you run it over again? That's uh, according to uh, former state rep Cheryl Cogley Rivera of the Hamden County Registry of Deeds. Cogley Rivera adds, right now, I am a concerned citizen. His best thinking is not good enough, and I think the mayor should take a look at this video. The incident happened in front of the Springfield Fire Department headquarters, and the fire department headquarters uh, told 22 News that they received reports of raccoon of a raccoon in distress. When they, while they couldn't confirm that it was in fact rabid, they say uh, the commissioner did observe the raccoon foaming at the mouth. Mm. That's a pretty good sign that the thing has rabies. Pretty good sign. Excuse me, um, could I ask you a question, uh, young raccoon? Do you have rabies, perhaps? Uh, perchance I do. Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to put you out of you. I'm going to dispatch you. <laughs> I am going I, to unalive you. I didn't know. Yeah, yeah that's a good way. Well, you have to put that on TikTok for the video. Yeah. Watch the fire commissioner unalive a raccoon because you can't say kill. <laughs> you can't say kill on uh, on TikTok. <laughs> right. Right. Um. Uh, again, you know, what's he supposed to do? There's there's nobody in the city that's available at that moment to, uh, to, to take care of this. Animal control apparently is busy taking care of all the other, uh, uh, all the, all of the other God's creatures that are out there causing havoc around the city. They can't yeah. go all the way out to, to Worthington. Springfield police also confirmed they received uh, calls about a sick raccoon. Uh, Springfield fire captain Droopy Monty said, a notified T.J. O'Connor animal control, but they don't handle nuisance wildlife. New, new. Oh, new. They were able to contact a trapper, but couldn't estimate the time of arrival. Do we have a uh, a uh, city-appointed uh, fur trapper? I don't know. We should, though. I don't know why we're not. Do, do they have them in the big cities? Yeah, I believe it's uh Does Mr. Boston got one? It's, uh, it's, it's Gerald Crockett. It's the great-great-great-great-great-grandson of Davy. Hmm. Gerald. The way they wear the same hat? Yeah, but his is a knockoff he got from his friend yeah. Bob Sacramento down at Bob <laughs> Battery Park for 40 bucks. The difference is negligible. <laughs> he, uh, anyway, they determined and they dispatched it. That's, a, that's, what they call, that's what they call killing a raccoon is dispatching it. Mm. Yeah, listen, it, it's, uh, you, you can't satisfy everybody in situations like this because it's an animal and people feel like you know, animals deserve uh, more love than, than human beings. But if, like, if you ever get bit by a rabid animal, the, uh, the process of not having rabies anymore mm-hmm. is lengthy and painful and pricey. Those are three things I don't want. I would rather almost have B.J. Calvi, you know, mow through a whole family of raccoons than me having to go through like 15 shots so that I don't, uh, you know, infect anybody, uh, any of my loved ones with my rabies. I think uh, I think B.J. Calvi is probably uh, very upset about this whole thing. I I'm mean, sure he does. Think about that, that. You had to take care of something. That's upsetting when you have to kill something uh, in the name of public safety. Listen, B.J. Calvi is there to save lives. He's not there to, to kill anything or end lives. He's a firefighter for crying out loud. He's wow. there to he's there as a hero. Ninety nine point nine nine percent of the time, he's a hero. But kill one rabid raccoon in Springfield, and all of a sudden, people are pointing fingers at him. I say oofa to those people. Listen, in my uh, my former life as a firefighter, I worked for Orkin. 
I know how to take care of these things. Well, how'd you how'd you get rid of all the all the all the mice in people's house? I just take the car and I run it right up the stairs and run them all over. You ever see a mouse nest get splattered by a by a Chevy uh, <laughs> Suburban going by through an, your front door? An Impala going fifty miles an hour? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Orkin man's here! Watch out, everybody! Crash right into the living room. <laughs> yeah, they're dead. I'll be back in three months. By the way, this one's going to cost you next to a little bit on your bill. It, no, well, it's actually cheaper because you don't have to set traps. <laughs> uh, I don't know about you, but everything I've heard about uh, fentanyl, uh, I wouldn't want to touch it, let alone hide it inside my body. I'm sorry? A 33-year-old man in Florida, of course, named Robert Whitaker, has been sentenced to seven years in prison for a nasty habit that got even nastier in a police car. Robert was arrested last year, and the in-car dash cam caught him reaching around to his backside and messing around with something. He'd hidden a bag of fentanyl inside himself. Really? Yes. Hmm. And he was reaching back. He was doing the reach around to get back there to him and then stuffed them into the cushion of the cruiser where the seat belt goes into the seat. He jammed 32 grams in there. Uh, he was caught because he didn't get it all. Must look like a warehouse. Yeah, it must be. Fentanyl City! Fentanyl City! <laughs> Fentanyl City! <laughs> he was caught because he didn't get it all at the jail. Oh. They did a full cavity search and, uh, quote, chunk of purple powder fell out of his anus. Which is probably an everyday occurrence for this guy, but uh. not in the back of a cruiser. Uh, meanwhile, Barney the Dinosaur has no comment about this entire thing. That's a, that's a weird thing to be coming out of there. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not really, uh, all that involved in the drug trade, really. Yeah, I'm not uh, involved in any cartels that, uh, that I'm aware of, mm -hmm. but the whole idea of muling drugs in that fashion, mm -hmm. remember back in the days when people were, were using like cocaine regularly? Yeah. And you had people like muling it across like, you know, state lines and, mm -hmm. and then, uh, you know, then all of a sudden you, he releases it, gets it ready and people are uh, you ready for consumption and people are sniffing that into their nose yeah. without any thought about where that thing had been. That's disgusting. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I mean, see. I realize it's nature's envelope, but it's really nothing you well, should be messing with. Well, get this. The police car was so messed up from the fentanyl and everything else right that it needed to be taken out of commission for three months to be professionally cleaned Ooh, that's some serious detailing yeah there is what's that smell <laughs> it was office of bumbles i couldn't make it to the bathroom in time whoopsie my bad i tried to make it to the toilet but i pooped my fentanyl all over the seat What's going on? Oh, it's always good when he returns. Uh, well, you know, he's retired. Though, so <laughs> I'm, I may be retired, but I'm still a full-time pain in the ass, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You're buying the valley forecast today. It's going to be rainy, like a monsoon, much like the time I was in the bathroom at the Holyoke Mall. <laughs> And a wind gust of up to 60 miles an hour tonight. Woo! That's, that's some propulsion. Hold on to your hat and your guns. Don't leave them around anywhere. 
It's 52 in downtown Springfield. And that's the news of Rock 102. My bad. Duncan just released a new energy drink called Sparked Energy. Totally revitalizing with caffeine. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. 8.53 and Ozzy with Bax and Nagel on Rock 102. Lots of rain today and then a wind advisory in effect tonight from 7 p.m. until 7 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, wind gusts of up to 60 miles per hour. After all the rain, of course. Uh, so that'll be nice to deal with. It's 52 right now in downtown Springfield. Uh, if you missed any part of uh, today's show, check out the Daily Podcast. It gets, uh, it gets posted just after 10 o'clock this morning. Uh, you can hear it on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on rock102.com. And it's all brought to you by Mark Hutt Ford. They got your back for sale, service, parts, and rentals. Mark Hutt Ford in Holyoke. There you go. There you go. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I'm, I'm, I see, keep seeing pictures of people posting this uh, this restaurant out in Southwick, and I haven't. I really want to go. It's this Kettle Bread. Have you ever heard of this place? No, do tell. The Kettle Bread Deli. Uh, creating and serving uh, the most delicious and fresh and all-natural specialty grilled sandwiches. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, I like specialty grilled sandwiches. Yeah, I do, too. Uh, ooh, this one looks good. This is, uh, Tuscan chicken. Uh-huh, yeah. And then you got, uh, what's this one, uh... Today's a Smoky Mountain Turkey Clubs. Uh-huh. Uh, here's one that is like a Smoky Mountain Gold Pulled Pork. They really like the Smoky Mountains over there. Sure. Uh, well, aren't they next to the Smoky Mountains? I believe they are. South, isn't that that range behind there in Granville? I, I think that is right. Uh, here's a, a the KB Cuban. That, the, all these, the, these KB, things, the, the KB Cuban. Yeah. This is, this is Southwick or Westfield? Well, it's sick. I don't really understand. Let me see. Southwick. It's on College Highway in Southwick. Okay. All right. Okay. I, th- I think they put, maybe they're opening another one, but I think they just put Westfield on there because it's in the area. So maybe that's why. I know, but if you're in Southwick, you know, be proud of it. Say, uh, hey, I'm in Southwick. I'm going to have to try this place. I want to uh, want to check it out. Yeah. You know, I'm a, I, I got to tell you, I am a sucker when it comes to uh, a Cuban sandwich. Yeah. That's like one of my favorite sandwiches. A Cuban. You ever have a Cuban sandwich? No. Uh, oh. I thought uh, the Cuba, we don't do business with the Cubans. It, you don't. It is a sandwich that was kind of like uh, developed when uh, you had Cuban migration in Miami, in Florida. And it's it, it's a sandwich. Try to, to follow me on this one, okay? It's, it's a sandwich that's got roast pork, mm-hmm. okay, ham, uh, like mustard, and a pickle, and cheese, and then you uh, you kind of panini that thing out, dude. It's just like the most unbelievable sandwich in the world. I thought it was panini. No, it's panini. Oh my God, it's another thing I've been saying wrong. I know, but I, it's, that's why it's an it's it, it when it's done well, it's done. It's it's a glorious sandwich. You know, I went into uh, the hot table a couple of weeks ago, and I said, "Could I have uh, your finest panini?" Did they show you the door after saying that? Yeah, they're like, "Get the hell out of here! We don't, uh, we don't call that around here. They're paninis." Wait a minute. And I said, "I've only seen it uh, pronounced panini." Hot table? Yeah, I thought that was pronounced hot tabla. Hot table. <laughs> Boy, maybe. maybe why do I feel stupid? Maybe this is the Ketley breed. Ketley breed deli. Yeah, is that not, the uh, French? Well, I'm not. Maybe I'm looking at something different here because I'm not seeing the Cuban on their menu. Well, I, I, it was it was a special sandwich that oh. they made for the day, so oh, maybe I see. it's uh, one of those things. But uh, I got to check this place out. 
Because there ain't nothing uh, that Steve Nagel loves more than a good sandwich. Yeah, I, I, like, a good, like, I like a good sandwich. Too. I tell you, my uh, my favorite deli is uh, is Richard's down in uh, West, West Springfield. Mm-hmm. That, that's like a, that's like a like what I remember as a kid, like those New Jersey subs. That that's kind of like the closest thing I can I can remember to that. Is, yeah, is Richard's. Uh, but I like to to go get the specialty stuff. This roast beef one looks fantastic. <sighs> Let's see which which roast beef one is uh, that. Let us see. This was a kettle bread deli. Uh, it doesn't say what it is. It just shows you. Uh, it just shows you uh, the roast beef sandwich. See? Wow! Look at that. That looks good. That does look good. Fresh roast beef. I don't want that. Uh, the, you ever get that one with the? Um, you ever go to a place and they serve like the crap roast beef? The one that kind of looks like it's uh, you know, dipped in bubbles. Like it's fish scales on it. Like it's rainbow color. Yeah. <laughs> like the one, like the the one that's like in bubbles with is like like a like a rainbowy film on it. I think they call that like Italian style or something. It's like marinated. It's gross. It's disgusting. No, I've had like an Italian beef sandwich. That's really good. No, like an Italian roast beef. Like oh, the ones really? That come in the deli. You ever get the like the 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 cold cuts from the the cold cuts? Look the cold me. cuts. Yeah, that's right. That's like an outdated term. That's like Davenport, <laughs> right? But uh, the cold cuts. Uh, you get them from like, like yeah, a grocery store. Yeah. It's like the cheaper version, mm-hmm. so you're not paying like a Boar's Head brand or anything like that, and it's not quite really beef. Yeah, I know that. Yeah. that but that's when you say it's like, like Italian beef, I'm thinking like, a, like the Chicago style Italian no, beef no, no, sandwich, no, no, no. which is which is delicious. It. I wouldn't knock that. Yeah, no, I, I, I listen. I it, to me, if you're gonna have like a roast beef sandwich, you know, it's served at a, at a at a restaurant, it would it better damn well be actual. Roast beef, beef that you roasted, because yeah. that's that's really the only way to enjoy it. Arby's roast beef is disgusting. That's the that's the one that doesn't. It tastes like it's does it tastes almost like ham, but it's like a crappy ham. Every time I go to an Arby's, uh, I have this immediate uh, regret. Your colon probably has an immediate regret yeah. too. Going, why would you do this to me? Uh, and basically, what I say is, if it weren't for these curly fries, I'd never come back. Oh, uh, Arby's. Is- Curly fries are pretty good, though. I will say that they've they've got the curly fries down. You know, you know what uh, would be a good joke of the day? What when, when Arby's comes out and says, "Hey, we're doing surge pricing during the middle of the afternoon." What you want? A, yeah. That'd be a good idea. You want this roast beef sandwich? It's not just six dollars now. It'll be eight dollars by the time five o'clock comes around. Yeah, that so, way you beat the rush. Y- yeah, <laughs> you know what? That's like one place you can always guarantee you'll never have a line outside of is an Arby's. I don't think I've yeah. ever seen more than one or two cars in an Arby's drive-through yeah I, I don't think i have either even yeah. in the, the busiest most hungry city in the world yeah you, even during the pandemic there was no line outside of the arby's if i if i were like a like a starving child somewhere like a like a third world country yeah and someone said to me listen um the only f- we can give you all the food you want all the food you want the problem is it's food from arby's Oh, Ooh, yeah. You know, I I just think I'll just, you know, sit here in the sand. Yeah. It's okay with you. You know what? Uh, Gandhi had it right. He got, that's what happened to Gandhi he, when he went on that food strike thing, you know, when he wasn't eating because they offered him Arby's. They're like, hey, Gandhi, would you like some Arby's? And he's like, no, I'm never eating ever again. I'm up to here with horsey sauce. It's either it's either no Arby's or no food at all. Yeah. It's the horsey sauce. <laughs> 
I don't know what they did. They changed their recipe back in uh, 1988. <laughs> it's 901 Rock 102. Call or text us anytime on the Route 10 Tire Listener Line at 413-293-1021. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Uh, yeah. Think responsibly with the T-Bird.